Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Talking to the Mic podcast. Now, we're a little bit behind. I was supposed to do one last week, uh, on Monday last week, but last week was not feeling it. Um, yeah, I've spoken to a few people that, or a few people that I know that also do podcasts, and they've always said, if the vibe's not there, then don't do one. And definitely last week, the vibe wasn't there. I had started out the weekend with um, sick kids. My nine-year-old ended up getting sick last weekend, not last weekend, the weekend before. Um, we had doctors out for her. She had croup, so she was home from school sick then my little one the baby ended up getting sick then my wife ended up getting sick i started feeling sick i got really sick on wednesday so last week was just a write-off um hence the reason why i didn't put one out i had a couple of people ask where the shows were so i appreciate everybody uh everybody asking that's a pretty cool feeling when you get those messages so that was cool but yeah wrote off last week but we're back we're here tonight and uh, yeah, let's get into it. So we've got a few things, some things I had some notes from last week, so I'll just throw them in as well. They're probably very behind. Um, it's probably not really news anymore, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. So um, first thing I want to talk about is I checked my analytics for the podcast, which tells you ratings, how many listeners and da 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 So we actually have some listeners that listen from the USA and from Italy. So I really appreciate that. That was a really cool surprise. Um, if you guys happen to be listening again, my listeners in the US and Italy, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And shoot me some feedback. Um, if you are listening over there, let me know who you are, where you're from. Um, D Wichello, so W H I C H E L O at Instagram or Dan talking to the mic, I think is my name. I can't remember. I did change it. I should be more accurate with that. Um, but yeah, you'll find me on Instagram. Give me a shout. Let me know. So yeah, that'd be really cool. So that was that was a bit of a surprise. Um, so yeah, the weekend before when my nine-year-old got sick, that weekend didn't really do much. Um, Saturday's normally our big cleaning day. Um, cause I work Monday to Friday on some, I get home some nights, it's a bit late. My wife does an absolute amazing job to keep the house clean and keep everything running. Um, but Saturday's usually our big cleaning day. We do like bathrooms and you know, those sort of things. So that was that, um, funniest thing was, is the Saturday we were like, all right, the kids are like, Oh, we want to do something. We want to get out. So I was like, okay, cool. They wanted to go to the beach. So we were like, okay. We'll do all the cleaning. We'll wait for the baby to have her afternoon sleep and then we'll go to the beach. Now, mind you, beforehand, the weather, the weather here in Queensland has just been really, really weird lately. But the weather on this day was really hot. Where we live, it was really hot. The sun was shining. Beautiful day. You'd think, cool, beach would be a really good thing. So baby had a sleep, woke up, packed everything up, went to the beach. And where we drove to the beach was probably about... 20 minutes away now not a beach in the sense of a wave beach lifeguards basically just this cutoff area with some sand the ocean you can swim we take the kids there a bit and it's a really cool little spot we get there and overcast windy and just horrible weather so it went from one extreme to another and we weren't there long the kids were a bit disappointed but 
that happens. So that was that weekend. And then I would assume that that's probably didn't help my when my daughter got sick. And the Sunday was just a write-off as well because she wasn't feeling well. Coughing and yeah. So that was the previous weekend, not last weekend. Um, so yeah, just wanted to talk about the show that I have mentioned on the on the podcast before, the um, Parental Guidance really cool show a lot of you probably watched it a lot of you probably know who won anyway but like i said i'm sort of a week behind so yeah um so the free range parenting style ended up winning the show which was pretty cool i did like that style i watched those episodes and i watched how they do things i don't know if i could do that entirely because they're very just loosey-goosey let the kids kind of go there are rules but i don't know but yeah really cool i like the way they did things it 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 looks like you could it could be a good way of parenting so yeah i'm glad they did win um it was between them and the tiger parents i thought "Mm, wasn't real sure on the old tiger parents but yeah so that was cool that was from last week or the week before i should say sorry i keep mentioning last week so another thing that sort of came to light on the um previous week was For those of you that don't know, that might be listening out of Australia or whatever, maybe haven't really seen too much, the William Tyrrell case. He was a little boy that went missing in 2014. Um, He was taken from the, I I believe it was the front yard of his, adopted his foster grandparents' place, foster parents. I think it was his foster grandparents. I don't know the whole story, but look, I seen on the news a couple of weeks ago, look, the police are really ramping up their investigations on this because it's been a long time. No one knows where this kid is. No one's seen anything. No one knows anything. So police are really cracking down. Um, but yeah, they're really, really cracking down on this thing. They're bringing in ground scanners. They're bringing in excavators to go all around the property. Um, they've been looking in the rivers where the suburb is which is kendall in a new south wales i believe it is but yeah they're really cracking down so hopefully we could get some answers hopefully we can get something as to what happened to this poor kid um i mean 2014 was a long time ago so hopefully they'll find something i believe the foster mum or foster grandma are the main suspects now i believe there's something going on there so yeah, that's pretty full on, but I really hope they find something or they, you know, I mean, if he, if he, if you hope and pray nothing happened, nothing bad happened to him, but you hope if they do, they can at least find body remnants. They can, they can give someone some peace to say, okay, we know what happened. Now we can move on. The fact that there's nothing would just be really hard. So yeah, I, um, definitely feel for the family and, uh, Hopefully, uh, they can find uh, find something and bring a close, bring the case to a close. So, another thing I've seen, I don't know whether you guys had seen it or not, but there's a new ad on TV, and it's the it's for Grilled. So it's a burger place here. Um, I think I've been there once before. Not too bad. Very gourmet, very fancy sort of burgers. Not really my style my taste i'm more of a just very basic burger give me a good old fish and chip takeaway shop burger i'm good so but yeah this ad i i'm not against vegans 
I'm not against any way anybody wants to eat or wants to choose their lifestyle. Hey, that's how you want to do it. That's cool. But this ad just really made me laugh. You'll have to go and check it out on YouTube. It's a, they're in a field and there's a burger on a stand and they basically mention that you wouldn't feed a cow a hamburger. And then this cow eats the hamburger and it's promoting their new vegan impossible burger. I just, the way I'm, when I'm watching it, I'm like, that is the dumbest ad ever. But then perhaps it's not because I'm talking about it. So it's kind of that catch 22. You think about it, that's marketing for you. So, but yeah, I thought it was a bit of a silly ad, but yeah. Um, like I said, if you're a vegan and you eat that way, that's cool. That's how you want to eat. Don't have a problem with it. I just found that ad really silly and I just thought I'd mention it. It's probably really dumb. You guys are probably sitting there thinking, what is this idiot on about? But I thought it was a bit silly. So just thought I'd mention it. A um, couple of movie reviews I've got for you. Nothing special. Um, I've sort of been, I'm on that thing where, like I spoke about in episode one, where you've got that many subscription services or you've got that much choice now that you're just sitting there flicking and you're scrolling and you're seeing all these movies and you're like, I've seen that, but it's a good movie. Oh, yeah, I should watch that. Oh, no, I don't want to watch that now. Da, da, da. So anyway, I ended up watching a movie that I'd sort of had my own for a little while. Um, Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe Origins. I'd watch the other G.I. Joe movies. I Like I said before, I like action movies. I like, you know, the martial arts movies, fight movies, all those sort of stuff. So I thought this would be pretty good. Nope. I was a bit disappointed. Wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Um, the trailer looks good, but then when you're watching it, look, it's just it just doesn't live up to what I thought it would be. Um, the other GI Joe movies look they weren't great either, so I guess it's probably a thing. They're probably not uh, much to live up to, unfortunately. So, a bit disappointed in that one. But if you guys look, give it a watch. You guys might like it. I just I was a bit disappointed. Um, but another show I did watch, now this isn't a movie or anything, I actually watched it on Amazon Prime or Prime Video, um, Tommy Little, now he's an Australian stand-up comedian, radio host, all that, I actually watched his special on Prime, um, I heard about it on a podcast that he actually did and he was sort of promoting it, so I gave it a listen, listen, that dude is actually really funny, he's actually very funny, um, watching this stand-up routine, he's He's really good. I got a really good laugh from it. Um, you know, he's he's different in his comedy, like obviously all of them are, but I thought it was good. So if you guys are into stand-up, you're into comedy, he is an Australian, so look, give it a crack. I thought it was really good. Uh, Tommy Little, search it on Amazon Prime. I think he's got a couple of them on there, but give it a crack. You might enjoy it, but you'll get a laugh out of it, I think, anyway. So. Sorry, guys, just going to have a swig of a drink here. My throat's getting a bit dry, and I don't want to keep sniffling, guys. I'm sorry if you guys are hearing that, but I've still got the sniffles. I get really bad hay fever this time of year, and it sucks. If you've had hay fever before, you'll know the runny nose, the itchy eyes. I swear sometimes when I scratch my eyes, I get really itchy eyes. You look at me and think, Jesus Christ, this guy's stoned off his nut. So excuse me for a sec. just having water too so i should then i should drink a beer on here or something like my mate aaron um king of the couch i should have a 
drink a beer or a rosé or a wine or something, but sorry, as it's just not me, mate. So anyway, so that was that. Listen, Netflix, look, you know when you get those times where obviously some of you might do this, some of you might not, you get those shows that you'll watch with your wife or your missus or your girlfriend, whatever, and it's just one of those shows that you have to watch together. You can't watch it away. And it's just one of those shows that you'd watched previously, but new seasons come up. So we started watching a series on Netflix a while ago called Selling Sunset. Now it's a real estate show in LA, selling obviously multi-million dollar mansions and this particular real estate agent, selling mansions, selling celebrity homes, all that. Look, reason why we started watching it with me and my missus was, We've seen the houses they were selling. We thought it would be more on the selling the houses aspect and showing the houses, showing the those sort of things. But it's actually a it's actually more of a drama show. In this particular real estate agent, there's two owners that are males, and all their sales staff are females. So straight away, you can know they're going to be dramas, and they're all the glamour, long hair, painted nails, high heels, typical typical girl you would think in LA. And obviously making good money, you can get the picture. So anyway, it's not a bad show. It's very drama-filled. It's very bitchy, very catty, very, you said this behind my back, you said this, but you get a laugh out of it. Normally, I probably wouldn't watch something like this, but you do get a bit of a laugh out of it. And we'd watched a series before. I think it was season one and then we watched season two. This is now season, I think this is season three or four. I'm not sure, but give it a go. It You get a laugh out of it anyway, but you do see some beautiful houses. You see some really cool real estate. You see them selling really high dollar houses in LA. And I mean, the, the market over there and the houses over there are just ridiculous ridiculous like don't get me wrong we have those some of those houses in australia but you see them over there and you think whoa so yeah pretty good show the other one my wife started watching which she'd watch while i'm sitting on my phone or something and then i slowly started to get into it was the series mum m-o-m mom m-o-n m-o-m whereas we would say mum here in australia m-u-m but mom um, it's actually pretty funny. It's got, um, Anna Faris in it. There are a few other high profile actors and actresses that do make cameos in the show, but look, it's really funny. It's based around the fact that Anna Faris was a drunken alcoholic. She's got two kids. Her mum was a drunken alcoholic as well. Lost touch with her mum. Then her mum starts to come back in her life and then they slowly start to build their life back up and go to rehab, AA meetings, meet other friends. That's the premise behind the show, but look, it is actually pretty funny. Um, I get a bit of a laugh out of it. So look, give it a crack as well, guys. If if you're after a bit of a laugh, um, you know, nothing too serious, bit of a giggle, give it a go. Give it a crack. So yeah, so as I said, we were a bit crook last week. We had the wife was sick. My nine-year-old was sick. The baby was sick. The only one that didn't get sick so far is my ten-year-old. So hopefully she doesn't. Um, hopefully she doesn't get sick. But yeah. Um, so that was a 
that was an interesting week, that one. But speaking of my 10-year-old, this dad's dads of girls, you'll feel me on this one. My wife sent me a photo this afternoon of my 10-year-old in her dance costume that she was supposed to wear for her end-of-year performance. Now, unfortunately, she's not able to do her end-of-year performance because of her injury she sustained on her arm. So she's not able to do it. But because we've paid all the fees and everything, she gets the costume and the end-of-year shirt and all those sort of things, which I thought was really cool. So she puts a costume on. She does hip-hop and contemporary style. So she puts her outfit on for contemporary, and it's a proper dance outfit. It's got a what is it, like a, a one-piece long sleeve, and then it's got like shawl on the, I think it's shawl, I have no idea what I'm talking about, guys, shawl or lace on the bottom. And my wife takes a photo of it today and sends me the photo, and no joke, I look at it, and I just look and think, oh my God, she does not look 10, she looks like 16. And straight away, dad brain kicks in the gear of, holy God, I need to buy shotguns and all different types of guns. I need to go and get jacked and muscly so that the first boy that comes to the door, I can scare the living shit out of him and he'll go and tell the rest of them and they'll all be scared and leave her alone. So I know dads of daughters will feel me on this one. I know that's not what you're supposed to do. Trust me, probably not what will happen, but it's what you want to happen. And it brought me to the thought of any of you that have seen the movie Bad Boys 2 and Den of Thieves, you'll know the scenes I'm talking about. The scene in Bad Boys 2 where Martin Lawrence's character's daughter, her first date, comes to pick her up. Him and Will Smith, they just they put this kid through the ringer. They make him so nervous. They pull a gun out. They yeah, it was it's really funny, guys. Go and watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, you definitely find it on YouTube. The other one, Den of Thieves, same sort of scenario girl is going to her prom boy picks her up boy's a bit obnoxious and saying she's hot and sexy and all this dad comes along drags him into the garage where dad has all of his friends waiting now all these guys are big hawaiian samoan dudes they've all a couple of them got their shirts off they're all standing there they're all huge and he basically gives the guy this speech and all these guys are standing there and he scares the living poop out of him, I would say, which I love that scene as well. So go and watch that if you can. It's really, really good. That's what you'd want to do when your daughter has her first date. And I think me and my brother-in-law, Sean, if you're listening, I think this is something we've got to prepare for. Um, I definitely think that's something we should be doing when the first date comes along, Sean also has two daughters. So I've got three, he's got two. So yeah, we're going to be in for it. And obviously my friend, um, Shannon, he just had a baby. He just had a girl as well. So lots of girls that are be going on dates and having boyfriends and all the lovely things that we have to look forward to. So looking forward to that one. But yeah, they just grow up too quick. My 10-year-old is, yeah, I don't think she's 10. <laughs> oh, it's pretty crazy, but yeah. All you parents out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll you'll feel me. So yeah, just another thing I was reading during the week and the 
a lot of you might have seen this on the news or seen it on social media or whatever, um, especially if you live here in Queensland. Um, they've rolled out now officially the mobile phone and seat detection cameras. So I know they've I know they had them in place here in Queensland for a while, um, but they were doing it as a trial. Now, being that we're coming into December, they said it was going to be the end of November that they were bringing them in. And I read an article the other day which said that they are now live. If you are caught, you will be fined. And yeah, it's pretty crazy how accurate these things are and how far they can get you from. And just, you know, even if you've got your phone sitting on your lap, just little things like that. But yeah, so be really careful, guys, because um, the f- from the statistics they had when they first put them on trial, and I think this was in a week or two, the article said, they caught 1,504 people with mobile phone offences and 278 people with seatbelt offences. The seatbelt one I kind of look at and I go, why the hell would you want to drive around without a seatbelt anyway? Like, I know when I got my license, and I know everybody else did, the first thing you did before you even started the car was you click your seatbelt. So I don't understand these people that don't put their seatbelt on. So, yeah, that, that sort of that sort of shocked me with 278 people. But the mobile phone thing, 1,504 phone offences. That's insane. I know mobile phones are a big part of our lives now and everybody uses them. And let's face it, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't. I am guilty of using my phone while driving. I definitely am. But these cameras are really scaring the shit out of me just purely based on the fine alone. Caught with a camera is $1,033 and four demerit points. And then obviously with a seatbelt, no seatbelt is $413 and three demerit points. So that's pretty insane. That's a lot of money just for holding your phone. So I've got to make a conscious effort. I definitely don't do it while I'm working. I have my phone on Bluetooth. I try as much as I can to do it through Bluetooth. Um, I have been pretty good pulling over and using it if I need to. But yeah, definitely need to make more of a conscious effort with that. That's crazy. So yeah, just putting it out there, guys. It's a public service announcement. Watch your phones, put your seatbelt on, drive safely. So everybody out there, do that. Um, another article I've, I read, I know you guys are probably sitting there thinking all these articles, but I just come across these things and think, oh, this would be good to talk about on the podcast. So they're... Don't ask me where the hell they found this thing, but Australia's biggest funnel web spider has been found. Now, for those of you who don't live in Australia that listen to the podcast or have given it a listen, funnel web spider is a pretty scary spider here in Australia. It's pretty venomous. It's a scary looking black spider with real sharp fangs that stands up on its back legs and makes itself look bigger. Anyway, go and Google it and you'll see. Um, for those of you that do live here, you'll know what I'm talking about, but the biggest one on record was found and was donated to the anti-venom program at the Australian reptile park. This thing was eight centimeters or nearly three inches. Now, when I seen the photo of this thing, I thought that doesn't look that big. It wasn't until they sort of pushed it or got it to move when you actually seen it spread its legs out 
and see how big this thing was. And then when they were taunting it to get it up on its hind legs to show its fangs and everything, this thing was huge. It's like if you'd seen that in your house, you'd probably shit yourself. Especially one of those fucking things. They're um, they're like scary spider. Like it's different when you get a big huntsman or whatever. You're kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. But this thing was huge. So go and check that out if you get a chance, guys. This is the um biggest funnel web ever found. That was yeah, it was pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, um, yeah, look, that's about all I got, guys. Like, you know, bit of a short week. I suppose I could talk about my weekend. What did we do on the weekend? Didn't really do much. Oh, sorry, we did. Oh, my bad. Um, Christmas traditions. What? What is everybody's Christmas traditions? Because I know our tradition... We did it this weekend. We put our tree up as a family. We put our Christmas tree up. The girls decorate it. Now, the challenge for myself is, I've said this to my wife for the last couple of years, that what I do is I lift the girls up. Now, it was different when I had two. I lift the girls up, and they help me put the star on top of the tree. Now, as they're getting older, I've said to the wife, oh, look, might not be able to do that this year. It's getting a bit hard. They're getting heavier and bigger. Every year, I've managed to do it. But this year was tricky because I've got three now. So I had my nine-year-old on my shoulders. I had my 10-year-old on my right arm. And I had the baby on the left arm. So I held it together, but it was really cool. I held it together. Sorry, bit of a burp there, guys. Sorry. Just taking a swig. Oh, sorry. That probably sounded really loud in the mic. Um. So, yeah, had nine-year-old on shoulders. 10-year-old in right arm, baby on the left arm. Baby wasn't really interested. She was more interested in pulling the baubles off the tree and everything. But look, like I said, it's a family tradition that we've got. I'll do it for as long as I can. Um, but yeah, the girls had a really good time. They had a good time decorating the tree and having it out. Now, I know there's lots of people out there that are probably like, oh, you don't put your tree up till December 1. Honestly, who gives a shit? If you want to put your tree up in November, put your tree up in November. It's Christmas. Have some fun. Lighten up, you bunch of assholes. But yeah, so we put our tree up over the weekend. That was really cool. Had a lot of fun. The tree came out really, really cool. Um, we ended up, <laughs> funny story from last year, we ended up scrambling around to find this particular tree last year that my sister-in-law, she really liked. And as soon as as soon as she bought this particular tree, it's, a, it's called a... I'm going to butcher this name, I think, but I think it's a snowy aspen tree. So it's a green tree. It's got sprayed on fake snow on it, and it looks like it's snowing, but and then there's built-in lights inside the tree. It's a very nice tree. It's very cool. I said to myself, as soon as my sister-in-law bought one, I said, give it a minute. I bet you my wife will turn around and say, oh, we really need one of them. Lo and behold, she tells me she needs one. And mind you, this was last year in December when she was in hospital and she just had our, ba our last daughter, our third daughter. And she's, oh, we should go and get this tree or we should order it online. I'm like, you just had a baby. So anyway, going off on a rant, the tree looks great. Kids had fun. So we've got that side ready for Christmas. But the other thing, the shopping. My wife and her friend went to the shops last week on the Thursday night, late night shopping here. And then they went on the weekend. The shops are already getting crazy. 
busy, no car parks, people frantic in the car parks, busy shops. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over Christmas with this whole supply chain issue that seems to be going on. Um, I seen on the news this morning that China is now going to be quarantining or holding stock of shipments and things. So they're obviously going to stuff around everybody with supply chain. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, hopefully everybody can get stuff for Christmas. Um, I know we've started our Christmas shopping. Thank God. Thank God. God, it's amazing how much money you spend. It really is. We haven't spent too much yet, but when you start adding things up, you're like, holy shit. So, yeah, but that's our Christmas tradition. We put up the tree together. Um, I know we had friends over on the weekend and we wanted to wait till they left to then do it Um, because the kids, I love that the kids come to me and say, oh, dad, we want to put up our tree. That's our family thing. It's really nice when you hear that. So I like that. So we had that. So what what are your guys' family traditions or Christmas traditions? Um, let me know. Like I said, give me a shout on my Instagram, D Wichello, W H I C H E L O or Dan underscore talking to the mic. You'll find me on there. Look guys, send me a message. Give me a shout out. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what we can do on the podcast. Let me know how everything's going, how you're doing. I hope you all have a really good week. Hope you have a good weekend. Go and get your Christmas shopping done or started. And um, have fun, everybody, and I really appreciate you listening. Thanks, guys.